Michelle, your co-host, and the head witch in charge of Holisticism. And I'm Wallace, your other co-host, <laughs> content witch. Yeah, she is. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Wow, you did you're, it. You're looking great today. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't feel that way leaving the house this morning. <laughs> I was having an archetypal crisis. Oh, yeah? What, what was going on? What was going through your head? Oh, just I would like to throw out my entire wardrobe and begin anew. Oh, the classic. Uh, you know, <laughs> happens every few weeks. <laughs> I like feel I that. only have long sleeve skater t-shirts, which is what I'm wearing Shit. right now. That looks really cute. Thanks. What archetype were you going for? If you don't mind my asking. Is this too personal? No, 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 it's not. Part of one of my Q4 archetypes, which I'm calling the host. Oh, nice. I don't know. I haven't figured out her attire yet. Got it. But here we are. Thank you for the compliment. I receive it. Yeah. yeah so good up. Soak it up, babe. You deserve it. <laughs> Just stoked to be here. I am excited for this episode because we're talking about a concept that I love, which is called Second Brain. And if you Google Second Brain, you'll see a wonderful series of educational content from Tiago Forte at Forte Labs. He is the one who really popularized this term Second Brain and it's sort of spread around the internet and it's just cool. But I would argue that the concept of a second brain is nothing new. It's just this term is so perfect and is a bit modern. But a second brain is basically a place to store information. And it's important we want to talk about it because we're really entering this era of the knowledge worker. And we've been in a time of coaching and influencing and... Mm, I don't know. What do you think, Wallace? Curating. Curating. Editorializing. Yes, exactly. Commenting. <laughs> yes. Liking. Sharing. Exactly. <laughs> and we're entering, I think, a knowledge worker era as content shifts from less maybe IG posts and outfits, which are cool. Also cool. Like I love a good outfit post to more teaching, more long form content. And also if you're on TikTok, like a lot of TikTok is sharing and spreading knowledge and aggregating knowledge. And it's just, I think this is just a cool area. And if you're a knowledge worker, if you're someone who shares knowledge or teaches other people, we need to develop powerful, valuable, interesting, meaningful ideas. The more oomph there is, the more depth there is to our concepts and ideas that we incubate, the more likely we are to be successful because we're bringing something new to the table. We're not just regurgitating what other people are saying. We're making it our own. We're adding our unique perspective. Ramit Sethi talks about how one of the best ways to find like your niche mm -hmm. is to find the two things that are sort of really contradictory that you're interested in and the intersection of those two things. So for him, it's like, you know, money and psychology. Mm. And so he likes to sit at that intersection. And when you maybe approach something like taxes from that perspective, all of a sudden you open up so much more opportunity for you to go deep and to like really provide something new and a new perspective and new visual to the people who want to learn from you. Even if you're not saying anything necessarily new about taxes, approaching them from a perspective of how they make you feel and like the psychology of them and why we think the way we think about paying our taxes and why they make us scared and why we're getting anxiety just talking about it. Like that is interesting, right? So we want to go deep also because it's just like, I just thought of an innuendo. Fuck. Deep throat. Deeper is more fun. Going deeper is more fun. For sure. <laughs> Not just the tip. Not on the 12th house. <laughs> 
yeah, you want to get railed, you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> just Scorpio Moon had to take it as far as possible. <laughs> Where's the limit? Let's go past it. But really, like, it's more fun to go deep. And I think, I mean, like, please. please. I was distracted by 20 sentences ago. Your pronunciation of the word niche. What did I say? I've noticed this is just an aside, but I'll bring it back. Americans say niche. Oh. But the etymology of the word, I believe, is French. And niche. Say niche. I'll like a nichois salad. <laughs> nichois. <laughs> <laughs> nichois. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. Me, I, I, I thought I said niche. No, I've noticed quite common in the U.S. I don't hear it in Canada as much. I really was distracted by that. I was like, I'm paying attention, but I can't stop but I'm thinking not about paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Early 17th century is, it's French. It literally means recess from mm. niche, make a nest, based mm. on the Latin word nidus, nidus, uh, not nidus, which means nest. Mm. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Because it's like carving out your own little nest. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I was thinking about what you were saying in terms of TikTok and mm-hmm. niches and aggregating information, synthesizing, remixing, making mm-hmm. it your own mm-hmm. and how perfect TikTok is for that oh, yeah, and how totally. it's set up. Because it's, you know, you start with the original sound and then you see how far it goes and how it evolves just like meme, meme culture and internet culture in general. Yes. And of how quickly oh yeah things get synthesized and metabolized and mashed up and remixed. And like yeah. you need almost like an encyclopedic knowledge of like what's come before, much like modern art. In order to understand modern art, you need to know what it's referencing. It's mm-hmm. like that's what meme culture is. Meme culture is modern, modern art, contemporary modern art. Like mm-hmm. you need to understand the references in order to think it's funny. When mm-hmm. I show Ethan TikToks, he's like, okay. <laughs> I'm like literally peeing my pants, like crying. <laughs> How are you not down this rabbit hole? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, watch it again. He says, You're sh- are you shitting my dick? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm getting hot talking about niches. And but yeah, to TikTok. bring it back down to finding your niche, your niche, your mm-hmm. nest, whatever you want. Yeah, your recess. Yeah, your recess. Go play. Exactly. That's part of it. To be able to play and remix and collage and pastiche, you need a good base. You do. And you also need to remember what you have learned in the past. You need to like pull from things, right? Like, yeah, collaging is such a good example because to make a beautiful collage, you have to have a lot of like if we're physically making it, you have to have like a lot of magazines, a lot of pictures, a lot of things to work with because not everything is going to work together. Yeah. And like your second brain is kind of like your digital scrapbook. Yeah, totally, totally. So we can develop deep intentional theories and concepts by acknowledging that our brains are not for storage. They're for Mm -hmm. cognition. They're for thinking and creating and intuiting. And David Allen says this in his Getting Things Done, that brains are not for storage. They're for thinking. And we don't... I don't think that like we, that's a, that seems like a very foreign concept to many people. Yeah. Right now, I think generationally too, a lot of people don't really want to admit that because Mm. they might not be, I feel like with my parents, they're not as up to date on technology. So they rely much more on their memory. And it is still, it's funny. It's like now at the dinner table, it's a game. (laughs) What can you remember about this political argument without looking it up or whatever it is? It's a game because we don't actually have to do that anymore. 
Yeah. And I think that there is something cool about like being able to remember. And and actually, I think what's cool is retaining Mm -hmm. and being able to contextualize information, not just like how many of us learned in school to memorize something for a test. Mm -hmm. And then it's immediately out of our brains. We Mm -hmm. like work so hard for a grade not to actually like have knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I think that we experience that a lot in our day to day, especially in our fast paced digital culture, when we're scrolling through Instagram, looking at tapping through stories on TikTok, even going through our email, we read so much, we take so much in, but how much do we actually metabolize and think about in the future? And really the way to like develop our own worldviews and our own meaning making systems or our perspective in in a world made of meaning making systems and cults and other people's beliefs is to give ourselves time to understand where the chips fall for us to create our concept of what we believe in, what our worldview is. And that means that we have to have do some deep work on like mm-hmm. the theories and concepts that mm-hmm. maybe everyone else has been telling us it's this. But when we really sit with ourselves and we really investigate, like, do I believe that or not? We might come up with a different perspective based on the information that we have at hand. And that's where I think a second brain or some sort of place where you can aggregate the information that you've learned over time and bring it together is really important. And I wanted to bring up Joan Rivers because Joan Mm. Rivers, amazing comedian, Mm -hmm. trailblazer. Mm. She was notorious for working really fucking hard. Mm. And she had a room with floor to ceiling drawers full of note cards of jokes that she would write that were organized. She'd organize them by topic And she would write these jokes on note cards over her whole life. Her whole life she did this. And then she would go and she would pull, when she was putting together a special, she'd pull these note cards out to make a special and to get ideas for new jokes. And that's exactly what a second brain is. And I think that's really like anyone who's a researcher, who's amazing at their craft, who's a writer, who's a creator, they know how to, this is how they work. Like Mm -hmm. this is how you work. You never write from a blank page, right? Mm -hmm. You go back to the references that you've, you've studied even if you're an artist Mm -hmm. like in the book steal like an artist Mm -hmm. the author says you know go and experiment and explore with tons of pieces of information and inspiration don't just get inspired by one artist because you'll end up copying that person you'll just end up make like replicating what they do you want to be inspired from lots of different places to create something that's completely inspired that's your own mm-hmm. that's not a revelation no idea yeah exactly that's interesting about Joan Rivers I think isn't that cool yeah I also think it's kind of similar to well we were talking about working memory mm-hmm. and ADHD and how important working memory is but how difficult it can be for people with ADHD because mm-hmm. working memory is the first bit before your memory turns into short-term memory mm-hmm. and then it eventually is stored as long-term memory and part of the issue is we're constantly, even if you don't have ADHD, we're in this culture of multitasking and switching constantly. Mm -hmm. You're opening Slack. You have like 20 million tabs. You're switching between desktops, whatever it is that you're doing. So it makes working memory really difficult because you can't always remember what task you're on or you walk into a room, you forget why you entered the room or you leave something somewhere and you forget you completely blank on where you left your phone in your own house Mm -hmm. and it takes you forever to find it, whatever. So working memory, I think, is really interesting to think about working on because one of the ways that you can help yourself do that is using your second brain or 
like Joan Rivers, it's almost like this idea of it's from a book we referenced last episode. Also, our guy Phil. Our guy Phil Boissier, um, <laughs> who talks about thriving with adult ADHD. And one of the things that he talks about to help your working memory and your focus is to create a distraction log with a piece of paper, a notebook. It could be digital, whatever. And every time you're distracted to actually write that down. One, you can keep track of what's occupying your mind, but then you can also release those thoughts. Mm -hmm. They're stored somewhere else. And that's what's so awesome about a second brain and Joan Rivers note cards, which is amazing. She just stored them physically in her little joke library. Exactly. And then she didn't have to think about it again because she knew it was written down, it was stored, and it was there for her when she needed it. Exactly. Think about how often you have like a brilliant idea. Maybe you're in the middle of like a workout. (laughs) So hard. (laughs) Oh my God. The way that I had to hold on to this idea that I needed to text you yesterday. It was impossible. I could not hold my pelvic floor and (laughs) think of this idea at the same time. I'm so glad I was at the end of my class. I was very impressed (laughs) when I read her message. I was like, isn't she doing Pilates? (laughs) I almost stopped my class. And then I was like, that's really rude. I shouldn't do that. I persisted. But yes, holding an idea in your brain and being afraid that it's going to basically slip through your metaphorical fingers and be out of your brain forever takes up so much energy, causes so much anxiety for someone who has a maybe like quote unquote bad memory. Yeah. And then a shame spiral. And then it turns into negative self-talk of like, why can't I just remember where my keys are? And it's, it's not your fault. Yeah. Or extrapolate that to why can't I follow through on anything? I have all these great ideas for businesses, but I never do them. I have all these great intentions, but I never do them because I forget. Yeah. And they go out into the ether. And if you're just relying on your memory, which I have really good short-term memory, I think. Mm -hmm. So I've relied on that a lot, but it doesn't work for (laughs) working memory or long-term memory is right in the middle. Well, and the minute you get distracted by something else that's higher priority, perhaps like a trauma or something emotional that's happening um, or something physical that's happening, you're shit out of luck, right? Exactly. And that's also what we were talking about, external distractions, like, you know, everything from your phone to that can happen on the internet is something most of us are battling all day. But the internal distractions can sometimes be the loudest things, the Mm -hmm. internal thought patterns, the emotional stuff that you're trying to grapple with can sometimes be louder than any of that. And I think that's what we've all definitely realized in the pandemic. (laughs) Nope. Now to quote Kylie Jenner, it was really the year Mm. of realizing things. (laughs) Hundo P. She said it the best. She said it. Yeah. Yeah. Take Uh, advice from a billionaire. (laughs) Yeah. That, that internal external distractions. And actually that's like a symptom of Actually, it's not a symptom. A symptom is perfectionism and mm-hmm. being like paralyzed by perfectionism. Mm-hmm. If you are like a high achiever, but you can't get yourself into action for some reason, it could be because you need, you quote unquote, need your internal and external worlds to be exactly perfect in order to function, in order to write that paper, in order to send that email, in order to, I don't know, read a book. And that means that everything around you has to be exactly the way that you need it. Homeostasis, right? Temperature in the room, comfortable clothes, Uh, not have to pee too badly, but also not too thirsty. And also your internal world has to be, internal landscape has to be still and quiet and and exactly perfect. So if you're not like totally having an absolute boner over what you're writing, you're like, oh, I can't do it today. It's just not, it's not not going to come. I don't have at least four beverages on my desk. (laughs) This is not happening. That is my rule. (laughs) That is my demand. Just can't happen. (laughs) It's like on my writer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Four different beverages, all slightly caffeinated, but not too much. Yeah. It's health adjacent. Yeah. We're not drinking Coke over here. Nope. Kombucha though. Fuck that. I'll fuck that. Oh, yeah. I'll fuck that. 
I want that fuck me up. That's what I wanted to say. You you would fuck kombucha. <laughs> fuck Mary Kill. Kombucha is definitely your fuck. For sure. Oh wait, Mary. What would You'd I marry kombucha? What are my options? Coffee, kombucha, matcha. I mean, kill matcha. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. And then probably like hate fuck coffee for sure. And mm. then marry kombucha. So oh. cute. You can bring kombucha so home cute. to mom and dad, you know? Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> Already has a little scoby. You'd be, lo- you love matcha. You'd marry yeah, matcha. I'd marry matcha. You'd kill coffee. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's so funny. Back to working memory and recall and storage, storage, not storage and not storing. Exactly. How do you do all this? Like, great. We we understand it in theory, right? Why it might be valuable or important. And also, I think for my mystical witchy baddies who are listening, you know, that's what a grimoire is. Mm -hmm. Grimoire is a witch's book where a witch writes down (laughs) a witch like you and me writes down her spells or their spells and their potions and their intentions and what they're doing and what a new moon in Libra felt like Mm -hmm. so that the next time it happens, they have a reference point of like, oh, right, this worked for this. This got me here. And you build upon that knowledge base over time. That's what making a magical practice is. That's what creating a spiritual practice is. So this isn't like a new concept necessarily. It's just maybe like a different form that you've never thought of. And that's where second brain comes in. We're obsessed with second brain. And well, I'm obsessed. I don't want to speak for you. I would say you've been in the game longer. Been in the game. I'm jealous of your second brain. <laughs> Mine is just... It's baby. It's a little bib. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm nurturing it. Exactly. With oh, so much care. And I have to say, I love technology. There's so many good apps. There are so many good apps. They really To help are. you. They really if are. You don't have to do that much. No, you really don't. Like, I would say bare minimum. I used to just bookmark everything. Mm-hmm. I would bookmark every single thing. And you know what? That's a form of a second brain because Mm. it's a place where you're storing information to return to it later. However, for me, that did not work because there are so many other things that I want to write down. Ideas, books I'm reading. Also, when you bookmark it, it's gone into a mysterious folder that you never look at again. Right. And if it's out of sight, if you are someone who has object impermanence, then you're never going to look for that thing again unless you remember to go look for it. But you can build a second brain pretty much anywhere you want. There's a great theory called Lumen Slipbox, which is a good example. If you do a Google, you'll learn a little bit about it, but it's effectively what Joan Rivers used. It's creating note cards with ideas and connecting those ideas together. And that's pretty much what we want our second brain to do. We want it to be reference points for recall, right? We want it to be storage for important things that we know we want to review over and over again and go back to. And we also want it to be a place where we can create connections between things. So if you can like create a space that has the ability to make physical connections, perhaps put two note cards together Mm -hmm. to create a hybrid concept, or maybe you do this in Notion and you connect two pieces of Notion, right? Mm -hmm. Like two parts of a table inside of Notion where you can say, oh, this article about cults in the wellness space and this article that I read or this email that I got about mental models these actually overlap and there's Mm -hmm. something interesting in between these two things. I'm the center point. I am the middle. I can bring these two ideas together and work on a concept to create something new. So that's effectively what we want our second brain to do. Those three things, storage, recall, and create connections. And you can build it anywhere you want. We build ours in Notion. It's so easy. And there are a couple of different apps that we use, but you could totally do this in Evernote. You could probably like I don't know. What else could you do this on? Readwise, I was just 
Fixing Mine today, which is an app that takes all of your Kindle highlights and your iPhone book, whatever that app is, oh, highlights. Like and I your some, library? Yeah. I sometimes read on my phone if I don't have my Kindle in iBooks. Mm-hmm. And it also connects to that, which is really nice. That's cool. And definitely Evernote. I saw there on the integrations. If you're an Evernote stan, I know you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people. They have a strong community. They really do. Yeah. There's another, I'm totally blanking on the name of it now, but there's another cool app that people really like. Pocket has a connection if you use Pocket. Yeah. And the point of Readwise, Readwise basically connects to your e-reader and all these other apps. And anytime you're reading and you highlight something, it pulls in those clips. So like the book that Wallace was reading Mm -hmm. about ADHD, Mm -hmm. as she's highlighting it, um, it'll make a new page inside of her note-taking system, Evernote or Notion or whatever. And it will say, here are all the things that you loved about this book. So every time she wants to go reference that book, she doesn't have to open it up and flip through the pages or cert, like control find the concept she's looking for. She can look at her highlights and make notes and add on to them and develop further concepts and ideas. So we really like Readwise. Mm-hmm. Readwise, sponsor us. We also really like Notion for this. We teach this in Notion for Magical Baddies systems. I feel like this is what That's just like the sleeper hit of Notion for Magical Baddies systems. Yeah. And it is one of those things that takes a little massaging. Definitely. You got to work with it. You got to find what works for you. Yes. You have to find the cadence that works for you. Also because people read at different speeds Mm. and take in information at different speeds, I think. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like some people only read a couple times a month. And so they're not going to add as much to their second brain because they're just not looking at as many references and resources. Yeah. I don't know if there's an app for this, but if there is, let us know. I would like a Readwise for audio. There is one for podcasts. It's called, I think it's called Air, A-I-R-R. I I can't remember. Is it good? Yeah, it was good. Basically, you connect it to your Notion or whatever, or your Readwise. I think you're connected to Readwise. And as you're listening to a podcast, you can highlight or like make a note in the audio that you liked that part of the audio, just like an audio book. And it'll pull in either the transcription or whatever your notes are for that episode, which I thought was really cool. I learn a lot auditory. Mm -hmm. I'm an auditory learner Mm -hmm. and a visual learner. So that was very helpful for me for a while. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we talked about is learning styles. Yeah. Because that can really help you when you're figuring out how to set up your own second brain. When you see one that is functioning, it's really hard not to be like, I want that. Give me that. <laughs> give me it. Yeah, totally. Just give me the template. But the sticky part you have to get through is figuring out your own system. Yep. hundred percent. And I haven't taken Tiago Forte's class on second brain, but he teaches like an entire course wow. on building a second brain. I've read his articles about it and there are you know, there are a lot of things that he does that seem like they work really well for him that would absolutely not work for me and like would completely inhibit me from even starting this type mm-hmm. of project. But you should go check it out. And if you dig it, you should take his class and you can probably figure out what you need as you reference your material. And I think that's really where Second Brain is like the best as a content creator and knowledge worker. I keep sort of fine tuning what works for me and mm-hmm. what I need. I go back to my second brain pretty much every day. And I actually have started adding like things to buy or th- like sh- a shopping category because I see... Love a shopping category. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I ta- have made one. Tag it with like there are different tags I make in my second brain, like psychology, marketing, business. And I tag different articles based on, you know, what concept they fall under. Then I have subcategories beneath that, like under business might be entrepreneur mindset or managing other people or 
I don't know, Bitcoin, whatever. And so I'll add subcategories, but I have added a shopping category. And because so much of my job is like looking at trends, our jobs are looking at trends, but also like, let's go shopping. Love to shop. Yeah. <laughs> love to look. Actually love to look. Don't love to shop. Love no, to look. No, just I love to add to cart. Yeah. It's oh, so satisfying. It's very much like timeline to collapsing. Check out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really future visioning every time you add to cart, right? It Where is. you're like, this could be a life that I lead. And then 99% of the time, I don't end up pulling the trigger on those purchases. But I'm like, I like, could have been I my can life. I be that without the ASAP soap. Exactly. But I think that just, just understanding that your brain is not for storage, it's for cognition, it's for intuition, is a game changer. And it will make you so much more intuitive if you can free up your mental bandwidth and your space so that those messages can come through. And however you need to do that, do it. Like find the system that works for you. But if you're feeling frustrated because you're not feeling intuitive, you're not feeling tapped in, you're feeling like you're not getting the messages that you know that you're, you want to receive and that other people receive, it might be because the volume is turned up too high on the concepts that give you anxiety or the things that give you anxiety, like trying to remember what you want to text your friend when you're in the middle of a Pilates class mm. versus being able to listen to your body and what your body's telling you. <laughs> The other thing that's awesome about just systems in general, once you get them going, once you get a second brain going, if you're curious about it, if this is something you're interested in, that's something we talk about in the Spells and Systems course. But also you can make any other system that works for you. That's just one component. And one of the cool things about the end of this class is seeing all the awesome templates that people make for very different things. Somebody made a really cool plant care dashboard and system. There were so many good ones from the last cohort in August, our kind of trial run. So it's really fun to be able to learn from your peers during this course. It is. It's really cool to see how other people systematize things that are like challenging for them. Yeah. And I was just thinking about Second Brain again. It's one of those systems that once you set it up, it's smooth sailing from there. It's just getting over the hurdle of setting up your base. Mm -hmm. Because it just feels like this colossal thing. Maybe it's a system for tracking credit cards that you want, or maybe it's for client intake, whatever it is. It feels like this massive monumental thing. And then once you sit down and do it, you're like, oh, it wasn't that hard. And now I'm pretty set up. That's so right. And it's the initial learning curve is just like, oh, life is so much easier when I do it this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like getting out of your old habits that maybe took more time, more energy, more of your brain space and like actually making your life more easy. And you would be shocked at how many of us are resistant to making our life easier because we're afraid that potentially we will still fail even if we make or we will not get the things we want. We will not succeed even when it's very easy for us. Mm. I I feel like this is a thing for me of like, well, if I make it really hard, then if I don't get what I want, then it's because it was really hard and I made Mm -hmm. it impossible. Mm -hmm. But if I make it like so easy for myself to succeed and get what I want and I still don't get it, then that's like, because maybe I didn't actually want it. Exactly. And also sometimes we want the drama (laughs) in our own lives, in our own. We just want to be interesting. We need to make dopamine. (laughs) Trying to produce the dopamine. (laughs) I'll add stress to my life. But you don't have to. You You don't need, it's an option. It's an option. That's the episode, folks. We're done. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> There's so much more to say about Second Brain. If you're like, I'm still a little bit confused. I just very strongly recommend doing a Google. There's so much great information out there. And you definitely spend a lot of time on the internet. It's useful to understand this concept of storing information no matter what. Yep. Whether you 
implemented or not. It'll give you some ideas for how you go about consuming. That's right. That's right. And that's it. I hope that you enjoyed this. Let us know. Please. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> no, but really, all we do is for you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and hit us up in the DMs. Let us know what you thought. We'd love to hear more from you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.